Hi, welcome to the Bomb Squad Podcast. I'm your host, the Master of Ceremony, Tanner Richard Kraft, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Austin Zwiebelman. I'm Joseph Rennick. Hi, I'm Tim M. Sullivan. And back yet again, we have special guest... Hi, I'm it. And today, uh, we're talking about something real fun. We're going to talk about... Uh, Damn it, you, you threw off my groove! I had that ready and synced up. We're talking about Mortal Kombat. You know, uh, with Mortal Kombat, it's uh, a movie based off of a video game. Historically, those haven't been great, but in recent years, there have been a couple of more bright spots, like the uh, Detective Pikachu movie that was generally well-received. I liked it a lot. There was the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which was not quite as well-received, but again, there are a lot of people who are fans of it, myself included. And today, does this continue the trend of maybe going on a hot streak with video game movies similar to how Blade X-Men sort of led to a good trend with superhero movies in the late 90s and early 2000s, or is it a stumbling stone? Uh, But before we really get into the movie, I think it'd be relevant to talk about the history of the game. There are like 20 plus games. There are a lot of Mortal Kombat games. We're not going to explain the lore of the Mortal Kombat, but generally speaking, uh... What are you guys' history of the games? Do you really like the games? Are you fans of the games? Have you just never really played them at all? We'll uh, start with Austin. I was lucky enough to grow up in a house with the Sega Genesis. And so I had Mortal Kombat 2 since I was like a toddler. It was just there with the house. And uh, I, I, I loved Mortal Kombat because it was... You could not find a video game like that back in the day with that level of violence. I mean, you could find imitators of Mortal Kombat, but they couldn't quite do what Mortal Kombat did as well as Mortal Kombat did it. For me, a long time, the gold standard was getting Mortal Kombat trilogies because like most people who like Mortal Kombat, I fell in love with all the characters. And when I found out there was a game with all the characters in it, you know, this is before Armageddon came out. I was... I was freaking out. And one day I like walked into a, um, I like an EB games or something and got trilogies, but I got it for the N64. So it was just okay. And, uh, I, I also really like, um, that mortal Kombat is the game that made the ESRB happen. I like that. It made all the parents mad. That, well, that always felt kind of rebellious that the rating system was invented because when mortal Kombat was put in the arcades, Every Christian in like in the United States just lost their mind. Kids were ripping each other's spines out. There were congressional hearings over it. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I love Mortal Kombat for the violence, for the uh, digitized imagery, uh, the, the, the music, everything about it. I even like the old movie. I used to watch um, shows on G4, just specials all about Ed Boon and Tobias <laughs> making Mortal Kombat. So I've been a Mortal Kombat fan my entire life. And um, yeah, it's been a long time since we got a new Mortal Kombat movie because we got left hanging with Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So yeah. I'm happy we're back with a new movie after all this time. So kind of similar to Austin in a way. Uh, my grandma, in her basement, she had a Sega Genesis. And one of the games that my uncle just happened to have was the very first original Mortal Kombat. So I've honestly, I, I want to say I've been a fan since I was a kid. When was the first time that I played it? Probably when I was six. Like, I, I, I was really young when I first played uh, a Mortal Kombat game. Explain so much. Well, actually, no, I'll take it a step further. Even younger, when I was like three or four living out in uh, Papillion, Nebraska, I had a neighbor friend who uh, like lived right across the street from me. And he had like all of the video game consoles. I didn't have anything at my house at the time. So he had like the Nintendo 64, the PlayStation, 
I think he had the Dreamcast. Um, but one of the games that we would play over at his house, like constantly, was Mortal Kombat 4. And I was like maybe three or four when that game came out, and he got it. I think he was like a little bit older than I was. I think he was like the age when I started playing the first game. Needless to say, I have been a Mortal Kombat fan from an insanely young age, despite my mother's attempts to try and sway me away from the franchise. And I'm like, but mom, there's a Saturday morning cartoon. They're, they're, they're cartoon characters. Of course it's for kids, because this was the era when, like, insanely violent things got, like, Saturday morning cartoons. Like, this was the era that RoboCop got a cartoon. Uh, this was the era when Rambo got a cartoon and had a Christmas special. And it's the most insane piece of television I've ever seen in my life. I was a kid, and I enjoyed Mortal Kombat. Um, I got older and, like, was actually old enough to play the games. Still love it. I don't play it as much as I, well, as much as I was when I was a kid behind my parents' back. Um, <laughs> needless to say, I'm still a fan of the franchise. I, I kind of like that original. We'll talk about Annihilation later. I've got some opinions on it. Needless to say, I was kind of like cautiously optimistic about it, about this new one coming out. And uh, I guess we'll get into my opinions on that later. So I guess I would say I'm not super, super well versed in the Mortal Kombat games. I played a couple of the games. Um, I was in a not not super strict, but like not, fairly strict household. Uh, we we didn't let we didn't have R-rated movies. We didn't have really m-rated games and like they wouldn't let me get them until i was probably like 14 or 15 this this didn't stop me from playing ninja gaiden on my brother's xbox behind my parents <laughs> back when i was 10 but that's besides the point so yeah i think the first mortal kombat game that i played was armageddon which i got like when i was a freshman in high school um and like i, I thought it was neat like I, I think i had been introduced to the franchise through like internet videos and stuff and I was like this looks cool and gory I'm interested um so yeah like I played Armageddon a little bit uh, uh for some reason the the 3D fight style and the some of the later Mortal Kombat games just didn't do it for me I I, I I'm okay with the 3D and Tekken and Soul Calibur for some reason Mortal Kombat just doesn't work for me that's why I liked um the the Mortal Kombat 9 when that came out. I haven't played any of the ones after that. I need to get around to them at some point. I want to say my junior year of high school um, they did a re-release of Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 for the DS and so I picked Hell that yeah. up and that is that is like this uh, glorious 90s edgelord masterpiece of a fighting game and to me, that is my favorite of the series by far. Two is pretty fun, too. Um, I I played a little bit of four, wasn't a fan. I, I really like Mortal Kombat 3. Um, that, one's, that one's solid. And I get, it, it really shows you a lot of, like, the characters and makes you interested in them. And then you have, like, the nut-crushingly hard final bosses with Motaro and Shao Kahn at the end. Um, so it's it's great. Yeah, that's that's my history with the games. Growing up, like, my, my friends and my cousins, like, we were all Sega, Sega Genesis people. So, like, staples on the consoles was NBA Jam. Um, Hell yeah! Madden. 
and then Mortal Kombat, right? That was those were the three games that everybody had. Like somebody had some like random uh, extra bullshit, but it was always those three games, right? I probably have hundreds of thousands of hours put into playing every single Mortal Kombat, like right. So like. I've played the first one when it came out, and like here's my whole story about that, right? Like I was told there was this legend going around the playground when we were growing up, and it was like there was a video game where you could see a guy's heart, and it's like what? It's like yeah, there's a video game where you can rip a guy's head off and rip a guy's heart out, and like literally the first fatality I ever did was Kano's heart rip because I wanted to see it, so I practiced hours just to do it. <laughs> Because the computers, the computers never did fatalities, right? So you couldn't see it that way. There was no internet videos, and like all your know, all your friends are dumb kids. They don't know how to do it. So it's like if you wanted to see these heart ripping, spine ripping fan, uh, uh, fatalities, you better learn how to start doing those button combos. Um, so I did that, and then um, I mean we didn't have mains back then, but Kano was my first main. Melina was my second in Mortal Kombat 2. Cabal was my third in Mortal Kombat 3. Like, I went to... I played... I played all of them all the way through. Uh, I was never a fan of the ninjas because I... I, Like, I hated the concept of the color-coded changing ninjas so hard (laughs) when I was younger. I appreciated more as an adult because they kind of... You know, they kind of gave them more personalities and more characters. But literally, it was like yellow ninja, blue ninja, green ninja... (laughs) Then you got a, a gray ninja, uh, uh, a black ninja. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> the smoke um, um, and the air back. Like, I, I lived through the smoke and the, the air back rumor trying to play the game to try and figure out how to like unlock smoke. Like they're going through like reading the magazines and like, oh, like there's a special way to unlock air back. You must do a fatality on the spikes on this level at this time with this much help. You know what I'm saying? Like I did. I went through all of that BS. Like, I think, like, the two games in my entire life, or the top three games in my entire life that I pumped the most hours into, and, like, most, like, researchers, Mortal Kombat games, Pokemon games, and Overwatch. Those are my... It, that kind of gets my... Per, you can kind of capture my personality with those three games, too. So, so, I mean, I'm a huge fan. Love the lore. Love the background. Love the history. I watched all the movies, uh, all the properties. I haven't missed anything, honestly. Like from from nineteen ninety two to now, I haven't <laughs> I haven't missed anything Mortal Kombat related. Uh, my uh, history of the Mortal Kombat games are uh, more similar to Tim's than anything else. I didn't necessarily grow up in a strict household, but what I did grow up in was the fact that my uh, my father grew up playing video games. I mean, he had a when he was like a little kid, he got an NES. He had an NES, right? So. He's been, he was playing games since he was a little kid. And um, because of that, he was actually very well aware of the violence in video games. And uh, there was a rule in the household that essentially I couldn't play M-rated games. I couldn't play T-rated games if they were realistic first-person shooters. So like the early Call of Duty games I weren't allowed to play. Uh, and that was a rule until I was 14. And uh, unlike Tim, I, I was a good boy. And I followed my parents' orders. I, Loser. Orders. Orders. Like, they're my fucking commanding officer. Yes, sir, mother. Sergeant mother. Or something. I, Ed, you're a military vet. Did I just do a bad? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, uh, but I, I didn't really play M-rated games growing up. I would watch my dad play, like, Grand Theft Auto sometimes when he was too tired to care. And then when he would start waking up, he'd be like, why are you watching? Go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So my real, my first Mortal Kombat game was actually, um, this, is, this is funny. My first Mortal Kombat game was Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Um, the toned down, less violent one. But even then, the, 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 the gameplay mechanics and just the inherent brutality, even though it wasn't real gory, you could still feel the impacts of a lot of the punches and everything in that game. And it's very... Exciting. Now, I've liked the Mortal Kombat games. I've never been the biggest fan of them. I actually have always preferred, um, oddly enough, the 3D fighting games I've always enjoyed were um, Soul Calibur and Tekken, especially Soul Calibur. I used to be good at those. I'm not anymore, but But I enjoy Mortal Kombat. When Mortal Kombat X or 10 or whatever came out a few years ago, by few, I mean like seven, um, (laughs) um, I played those games because... Uh, I was like, yeah, I want to play the Mortal Kombat game. This is this is awesome, Mortal Kombat, yeah. And I had a lot of fun with it. I really liked it. It's um, it's fun. The violence is over the top. Like I'm not, I am obviously not a real like Ugh, gore guy because I love the Saw movies. Gore doesn't really face me. Um, and it's real fun. The Mortal Kombat games are real fun with the gore and the violence and you know, really over the top and goofy. All the characters are inherently really goofy, and I. Love the characters. I love Scorpion. I, I love Sub-Zero. I love Luke Kang. I love... Um, Raiden? Uh, Raiden. Oh, I love Raiden. And, yeah. Mm, I'll have some things to say in a moment, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Raiden, Cole Raiden. Young. Uh, you like, you like Cole Young? He beat me to it. <laughs> Thank you for bringing up Cole Young. Because all the characters in Mortal Kombat are pretty goofy to an extent. So... It seems the makers of this new movie thought they needed a different type of character to ground the movie on some level. And so because of that, they invented a character for the movie named uh, the, the Piece of Ham. I mean, Cole Young. I wish he so, was a piece of ham. I, uh, <laughs> eat, him up, eat him up like a piece of ham. Go put him in a ham sandwich with some cheese on it. Go, mm, delicious sandwich. Yummy in my tummy. But yeah, yeah totally Cole, Young, uh, Cole Young is a uh, very... <laughs> divisive character and by divisive i mean basically everyone seems to hate him but i still think he's worth talking about on his home before we get into the movie as a whole because of that seems to be the big thing with the movie is cole young even though everyone's talking about it even though it's generally being like yeah that sucked right um but did we all think it sucked austin what did you think of cole young uh, I, I didn't like cold cuts that much. Uh, <laughs> when it was revealed that he was the Black Panther, I, I thought that that was not exactly <laughs> the craziest Arcana they could have given him. It's just one of those power absorption suits. And um, they, they, um, they, they did the weird Star Wars thing where they were just like, oh yeah, you're, uh, you have a legendary bloodline and uh, it may lead to a pretty okay thing in the film's third act. But um I feel like there was something something missing that the other characters had that Cole Young didn't get. Like, I can't tell if he doesn't have enough imperfections that are more interesting than that he gets his ass kicked a lot, or um, if he was missing some kind of interesting characterization behind, beyond that he doesn't want his wife and daughter to die. I thought that he was a little bit of a doorstop. And, uh, yeah, I wish that they had gone with... Um, any of the other characters from the entire Mortal Kombat universe. I wish Bo Raichou was the main character. I would have preferred <laughs> a, a big fat drunk guy over Cole Young. I think Ed Boon should have been the main character. <laughs> Just him playing himself. Noob Cybot backwards. Hell yeah. 
Well, for, first, uh, I want to uh, touch on something you mentioned. You said that your first Mortal Kombat game was Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe, which is yes. funny because that was the game that I introduced my nephew to with uh, the Mortal Kombat series. Tim, I have a confession. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's Ben. <laughs> oh no, it's Ben. Uh, but yeah, like we were, we were just kind of playing some games at my house, and like we played a little bit of Halo because it's like the one M-rated game that his parents are like whatever. Um, and like we played a little bit of Soul Calibur. That little fucker cheats and plays as Yoda all the time. <laughs> but yeah, and then we played some Mortal Kombat DC Universe because. What I wanted to play with him was Injustice Gods Among Us, but uh, I only had one PS4 controller at the time, and I have it on PS4. So I was like, all right, we're going to do the next best thing, which is Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe. Let's just stick with the DC characters first. Uh, and then he ended up playing as Baraka the entire time. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love Baraka. He's got blades. You know who else got blades? Cole Young. It's true. Now we're going to get back to Cole Young. At first, uh, my my initial impression on Cole was thinking just kind of, oh, he's he's a surrogate character. He's the self-insert. He's our way of immersing into this movie. He's the guy that is just like the normal guy while we watch all these weird guys, which I think could have been a sort of interesting route. And then they were like, oh, you're, you're part of Scorpion's bloodline. I'm like... Oh, well, I guess he's not a surrogate anymore. He's supposed to be important. Oof. <laughs> he's important in a really weird way, though. Yeah. F- fun fact, I went to see this movie at the Skyview Drive-In. So when they were doing the scene where he's like, I have this birthmark of the dragon symbol, I'm like, oh boy, that, I can't see that through my car window. <laughs> He was really faded. Yeah. I may have to do a rewatch on HBO Max. I've been trying to watch as much of the stuff that's available in theaters in theaters as possible because I want to support the theaters, especially if drive-in's an option because then I don't risk COVID or anything. But to get my second injection tomorrow, so oh well. Uh, but yeah, uh, that, that sums my feelings on Cole McGrath. Ed, uh, you had some stuff to say about Cole Young uh, before we started recording, so I would just like you to uh, restate that, expand on it. What did you think of Cole Young? Who? Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, moving on. Uh, no. No, <laughs> no, okay. So I said this before we started recording. I'm going to say it again. I have removed all plot points of the story involving him from my mind. Because without it, it this is a 10 out of 10 movie. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Easily. Right? Um, but but in all seriousness, I, I kind of felt the same way Tim was going, but I also felt that, like, he was going to be a replacement or he's going to get replaced. I thought that Scorpion was going to possess his body and then replace him to come back. <laughs> Right. So like all the BS that we put up with, I was putting up with it because I was like, oh, you're just your body's just going to get burnt away anyway. And Scorpion's going to take your body and you're going to be Scorpion. He's going to have the skull head or maybe not the skull head, but like, you know, because I saw the trailers like, you know, he's going to do that. But he's going to take over your body. He's going to be like, I am here now. That person's gone, which is I think is how it should have went. 
would have been a little sad with his whole family storyline. You know what I'm saying? But whatever, they were better off without him. He was, you know, holding the family back. Um, him coming home after the fighting, he's like, and he's like, Dad? It's like, no, I'm actually your great, 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 great grandfather. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, when he was like, I, thought, I also I either thought that, like, I thought that his arcana was that, his, like, his powers was that. He was gonna be Scorpion. <laughs> no, you know what? I thought the same thing when he started transforming. But it turns out his yeah. power is just literally plot armor. It's worse. Yeah. It's, he, yeah. His power is literally having plot armor. Hell yeah. Oh my That's gosh. sick. It, it turned out to be way worse. Which also, let's get back to that for a second, right? In the original movie, Johnny Cage had to punch Goro in his fucking nuts <laughs> <laughs> to beat him. <laughs> This dude gets a bullshit armor and it fucking hands him. I'm like, fuck bullshit that. Like, because in the original movie, it showed how hard, because Goro was fucking hard. Like, playing against Goro in the games, it was impossible. So he was like, on the in the games, he was this impossible challenge. And in the movies, they made him very intimidating, which if we can talk about the movies or whatever, I'll get into like how they did really? that. That worked really well for a movie with less... Well, uh, a less technology than this new one, but then you get this new CGI Goro who like just is a raging monster and then gets beat up. Who <laughs> looks like shit? Yeah, looks like shit. Oh my gosh, the same way like he jumps up. Uh, anyway, Cole Young is trash. Um, I think that I liked the idea of a fighter who was like a mixed martial artist because the original concept of Mortal Kombat, the games itself, it was this like kind of like mixed fighting style tournament which is why there are so many goofy wacky characters and then all the other stuff came in like as it was developing to this like well some of these things don't look like humans because they're from different worlds and it's a tournament between worlds all that stuff happened the original concept was this like mixed martial arts like mixed fighting right. style tournaments which that's what the MMA his MMA MMA thing comes from because like that's the original origins of all of that like um you finally bring up the MMA thing did anyone notice that the referee randomly offhandedly says, Oh, you got the are you used to be you used to get the championship from Eddie Tobias? Yeah. Like the creators of the game. Yep. Yeah. It's it's their names combined. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a Mortal Kombat movie without Easter eggs. Still more interesting than Cole Young. I wanna know who that is. Fair. Yeah, Eddie Tobias should have been the main character. <laughs> like I said, it should have been Tobias Boone. Tob- <laughs> or Ed Boone. Ed Boone should have been the main character. All right, Joe, let it out. Uh, okay. Um, a, a lot of what I have to say has kind of already been said. I hate this character. I absolutely fucking hate this character because there's nothing fucking to this character. And that's what drove me fucking nuts. Because here's the thing. They set up this whole amazing story with Scorpion and Sub-Zero in the first 15 minutes. And that like immediately hooks you in. And then it just cuts to, oh, I, I'm some sad sack MMA fighter, and I suck, and I have a family. And there's nothing interesting about the character other than that. There's literally nothing to the character. Like, he hardly cracks jokes, and then when he does, it's like, they're, they're not even funny. And he's just like this miserable sad sack that has zero personality throughout the entire fucking movie. It drove me nuts. We, we needed somebody... With a little bit more charisma. Like, okay, if you're going to go stoic, Liu Kang, there's your main character. Like, he's got enough of a personality. He's got enough backstory. Make him your main character. But it's like, 
and he should not be the main character, but if you wanted to have the the Han Solo type character where it's like they're making quips about how ridiculous everything is. They had him, but then they didn't use him. Johnny Cage. But instead they were like, ah, Johnny no. Cage would have been a fucking dog shit choice for the main character. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be. Uh, He'd just, be easily yeah. worse than Cole Young. No, he, he would be bad. Significantly it, worse. It wouldn't be good, but one, it's a character we're familiar with. And two, he has fucking personality compared to Cole Young. There's absolutely nothing to this fucking character. To your point, um, Tanner, um, I actually kind of disagree to that because I think that, well, I don't think... <laughs> I that, love like, Cole yes, Young. No, Johnny, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, love, I love Johnny Cage. He's just not a good main character type. It's just, that's me. I mean, the Mortal Kombat game that he was the main character of is, is I think it's 11. It's pretty good. But, I mean, I, I don't think that the way that they did it in the games would work here because the whole purpose here is that everybody have innate powers while in the games it was like... Johnny Cage didn't have innate powers, but then he find out because he has like some like abilities, and he finds out what his abilities are and where it comes from, and like he always like I always thought I was just a regular person that could do this thing or whatever. But I he was, I think he still would have been better because he you would have got the same thing as the insert human surrogate to all this weird stuff and reacting to it. I think that um, one of those quick whipping Deadpool type characters he could have done still would have been better than Cole. I, I that's the only thing I'm gonna disagree. I don't think he would have been a good main character, but I think he would have been better than Cole. All right, here's probably the hottest take of the podcast. I actually really like Cole Young. I thought he was a really engaging and interesting main character. I uh, I thought a lot of it really just came from uh, the uh, the actor's performance, uh, who is I thought uh, where is it? Yeah, Louis Tan. Um, I thought a, a lot of what wasn't in the writing, I thought there was a lot of subtle stuff going on with his performance, like the way you would react to certain lines that brought a lot out for the character for me. And, you know, I'm sure this is a bit of a running gag right now. I like my dads. I like dad characters in movies. It's my favorite fucking thing. I like dads. He's a dad. <laughs> his motivation is be good dad. So, you know, that... <laughs> I'm a bit it's it's a bit biased to what my own inherent interest and what I like in films are because I love dad characters and I thought he was actually a really engaging one and again I I don't think any of us would maybe some of us would but I think most of the issues with Cole Young is mostly on the writing and not giving the actor much of anything to do in the first place not really on the actor agreed um, would, would yeah. we agree on yeah. that it's not his fault if, oh, even no, if you I do dislike him, I love him. Yeah, he, I love yeah. The actor. he's at least trying to give that material something. And fun fact, he did all the fight Corey. He didn't have a stunt double for the fights. He did it himself. Hell so yeah. good, good for him. That's, that's cool. That is, he, that's he, very he, cool. He has one. He has the best fight scene in um, um, Iron Fist. You're right. He is. Yes, I remember. I tried to block that. I tried to block that from my memory, but you just made me remember. <laughs> yeah, he was like that Asian bodyguard for like uh, that that gang that like Iron Fist had like a one on one, and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, he uh, played. Uh, he played Zhu Shang. I think was the character's yeah. name. God, wow. uh, another week. Austin has to reference something in the MCU. Yes, the pull that clip. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I did genuinely enjoy Cole's character. I I do think he was a little lacking. I wish we had a little more of him, but there was a lot there. And honestly, I, I, I generally, I, I love dads, but you know what? I also love characters where their whole shtick is they get knocked down, but they get up again. I get knocked down, but I get up again. And that's kind of his shtick too, was that he gets punched down, but he does get up. Um, it, it literally culminating in the literal power he has with the armor. 
the whole point is that he can keep getting knocked down, but then you can dish it back out. Again, I, I understand a lot of people's issues with the movie, uh, issues with the character mostly. And um, I, I remember I, I went to the r slash movie subreddit and I went to the r slash Mortal Kombat subreddit. I scoured both discussion threads for like at least 30 minutes. I found one guy that agreed with me. <laughs> so I know I'm in the extreme minority here, but I actually thought he worked. And not only that, again, the actor brought a lot of warmest performance. It also was a nice grounding presence compared to the more silly characters, except for one. There was another character that was a more grounded presence, and I think you probably could have cut out Cole Young because there's a character in this movie that I think actually just has a main character-type arc in the movie. It's just mostly in the background. Sonya. Sonya Blade. Think about it. Kind of, yeah. She's introduced as, like, she's the one that doesn't have the marking. But she's still so deeply invested in the lore of Mortal Kombat and the history of Mortal Kombat. And I guess we're transitioning to our general thoughts on the movie here, but this is just something I want to bring up. Sonya has a main character type arc, which culminates in her beating the foil, Kano, defeating the foil in her and then finally earning her mark. And then she just gets her fucking power off screen. And again, a lot of the stuff is happening because she's not the focus, but she has a main character type arc in the movie. And I think a lot of people might like this movie more. And again, even though I like Cole Young, I understand why people don't like him. You probably could have pulled Cole Young out, recentered the movie around Sonya, and it probably would have worked a lot better for a lot of people. That's fair. I wanted to throw that out there because I I haven't seen a lot of people saying that, and it's my interesting thought. (laughs) I I could see that because, again, Sonya an established character that we kind of already like have a history with. We like them. I mean, they're also one of like the main characters of just of that franchise. So right. Yeah, it works. I think she also would have worked better than a Johnny Cage type main character. Cause again, Johnny Cage, I think is a great side type character. I think he's a great side character. I don't think he's a good main character personally. That's, that's why I compared him to Han Solo. He's just the guy that joins, right. he, he joins in the, the main crew and he, he's always making quips about how ridiculously serious everything is. Cage, a Mortal Kombat story. Oh God. With uh, uh, Aaron Kellyman somewhere in the, in the show as a, a resistance fighter. Hell yeah. Now that we kind of got the thoughts of Cole Young out of the way, because I think that's the big, big thing that almost feels separate from a lot of the rest of the movie. So let's now just get into really our main course, our entree, if you will. What did you think of the movie overall? I I think that it's, uh, I think they shouldn't have chose this director. I had a better time with it than like those old Uwe Boll video game movies. Like it's not Blood Rain. It's not House of the Dead. It's not one of those famously disgraceful video game movies. It's joining the ranks of, like, Detective Pikachu and Sonic of being a competently made video game production. But I have—I I just don't understand why they chose Simon McQuaid. Because um, I went and I, I looked at his Wikipedia article, and there was, like, nothing on this guy. Like, not his age. It's- or where he was born. Two sentences. Yeah, it's the shortest Wikipedia article I've ever seen. Then I went and I checked out his website, and it's basically just a homepage with a series of commercials he did for big brands. And I noticed something. While I was looking at these, I was, I was like, making checklists in my head. I was like, 
okay, his Duracell commercial proved that he can mimic a famous IP's look in a, in a film setting. His Call of Duty commercial showed that he can do a thing where you gather a team together. It was almost like his living resume that got him this movie. And my thing is, I just wish they'd chosen someone who was like a music video director instead of a commercial director. Because of a Michael Bay! I, I found that this movie had limitations, basically, that it could only be as good as a really good commercial. Like, the character moments were okay, but there's all the stuff around those moments when, like, Jax throws the rock and says the cool fucking line. Yeah, these motherfuckers work. Where it's like all the movie stuff is kind of missing, that you can, like write a better script and have the whole movie be kind of thrilling around these cool little showstopper moments. And also, so adjusted for inflation, the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie costs like $33 million. This costs like $50 million. That's the figure I hear the most. And I gotta yeah. say, the sense of scale on this one, how many fucking locations are there? Like five? Yeah, five tops. That was another thing I thought was lacking is that for a franchise known for having a lot of different stages and in locales and backdrops, the movie was lacking in it. Like 70% of the movie takes place in that temple. Wait, for some reason, we're taken to Gary, Indiana, the shittiest city in the United States. Um, I just got to shit on Gary. That's like a personal thing. <laughs> but it, it's uh, I, the movie felt smaller than the 95 one. It felt a little less funny. Um, I really, really liked the fights when it got to the fighting and... Same. Listen up, boys. There's probably going to be an unrated edition of this because Simon McQuaid had to cut a ton of shit to get this in our rating. So we can at least look forward to that. I got to say, like, the 50% Rotten Tomatoes score really is, like, where I'm at here. I I like 50% of the stuff and 50% of the stuff I didn't like. It's like a very middle-of-the-road movie where sometimes I was fucking thrilled. And then there were moments where it felt like I was waiting. I really liked Liu Kang and Kung Lao. I did not like Cole Young and the absence of Johnny Cage and like a ton of other characters. Release the McQuaid cut. Tim, what did you think of the movie overall? I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected. Um, This is the fucking Snyder cut cast again. (laughs) Wow, it didn't suck. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I was expecting it to take itself more seriously than it ended up doing like it still kind of does that a little too much and like i i like the goofiness of the original trilogy the the original trilogy had this weird endearing aspect to it and i think the earlier movies particularly the first one they capture that campiness more i think a perfect movie could be made with the lore and the hyper-violence in this movie with the atmosphere of the original, the 95 movie. So here's what we the, do. That, that, yeah. That, that's, that's, the, that's the sweet spot. Yes. <laughs> we take Paul W.S. Anderson. We take Simon McQuaid. We put them in a... We put them like the thing in the, from the fly. Yes. We put them in that contraption. <laughs> we combine them into a super being. That can make we go. a somewhat better Monster Hunter movie. <laughs> Paul W. McQuaid. Hell yeah, there we go. Uh, Ed, you seem really high in the movie outside of Cole Young, like you said before, so expand upon that. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I thought it was good. Um, I think that, like, when I was sitting here, I was like, the old Mortal Kombat movie, 
the one from the 90s felt like a martial arts movie, right? Like, it's right. like a lot of elements from older martial arts movie with the whole um, secret island with the tournament and, and you know, going to a different place. And, and it had a grand, it had a grand scope because, you know, you, you look in, you go out and you look in, blah, 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 right? Um, this one felt like a superhero movie. Um, I've been hearing that a lot. Of, people call, people keep calling it, comparing it to the Avengers. Yeah, it's and it's very, like, superhero-esque. Like, it had nothing to do with, like, your fighting skills, right? Because, like, like it's, it's, it was all about, like I said before, like, it's, it was more about, like, the ability, the fighting ability of the, the person. And I think that that should have been the main aspect of it, you know? Because, uh, because, because, uh, in a way, you could have still kept it the same way, too. Kept it more about the fighting and not about the, your arcana and unlocking it. Um, because Sonya, like, she's a good fighter in, you know, in the game lore, but, like, she's also, like, more tactical, right? Like, in everything she does, like, to make up for that gap of not having, like, special abilities, it was all technical, uh, technology-based, right? Like, at the end, when she shoots her fucking rings, and then she has, like, that pink glow, like, those are fucking braces, like, or, like, like little things on her arms. Right, and right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the one thing that she does do that could be seen as um like an ability uh from the games is like her like her uh poison kiss shit where she'll like blow a kiss and then the character like disintegrates or something like that like that's right. that's what i thought it would have been but i mean i guess maybe they don't want to do the whole you know the whole feminist girls blowing kisses and shit like maybe they don't want to do that but that was like the only thing that she did that was like an ability based everything else was technology based right so that, right. that could have been the reason why she didn't get a mark she couldn't have gotten the mark or whatever is because, like, you're saying that, like, oh, she, she's not, like, uh, a martial artist at all, right? Jax is a boxer. Uh, Luke Kane's a martial artist. And, all, like, the martial arts, like, all went to, to the wayside. Um, uh, fucking Kano's... I, 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 hate the, I hate the power concept, too, because it removes all of the, the technology-based shit. Like, I fucking groaned when Jack's Arcana activated... And turned his little skin. His ass. arms got bigger. Which well, I have a point about that. What would his power would have been if he didn't have the robot arms? Yeah. Did, what would his say. normal arms just get bigger? He's gonna be looking around like SpongeBob with anchor arms. <laughs> fucking his his fucking arms would have popped off. Popped off and fucking robot arms fucking. Yeah, we're popped off with the robot arms would have grown out. Yeah. Like it, it, that's the stupidest shit. Like they took all the technology part of it. Because, like, that's the whole point of a lot of the Earth realm characters in the games is that, like, they don't have these crazy abilities. Some of them do, like Liu Kang and, and right. Johnny Cage. But so, like, they have to make up for it by using technology. And it's like the whole reason why Jax comebacks in the game is because he gets his arms replaced with these cybernetics that lets him be able now to keep up, which is what I thought they were going to do, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. The, the power concept. And then they gave him puny little wimpy robot arms. And I was like, what the fuck? Boy, I was mad as a motherfucker. Like, hey, you know what? I'll say this. The CGI on those arms did look good. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jax is, is still, to this day, Jax and, and, and Jade are the only black characters in, um... What? Uh, yeah. Oh my god, you're right. There's like a, there's like 200 fucking characters in these games, and only two of them are black. Didn't Jax have a daughter, though? In oh, one of the games? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've Tanner Richard Kraft. Yeah, Jacqueline, <laughs> who is I, I'm really good. I love her. I love playing with her. She's, like, really good, because she has these, like, little gauntlets that she punches and they shoot. She's a really cool character. Um, but, yeah, she's also new. It's like, that's how they rectified it. Like, they didn't add in another fucking, in any other black character. Um, oh, and I don't God. know. I just didn't, he was, like, the black representation here in, 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 
I don't know. He's just done stupid. He was sidelined most of the most of the movie. Yeah, he's um, like knocked out. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, they just made them as like a group of of conspiracy <laughs> theorists. Which he comes in. <laughs> he comes in with somehow super hailproof car. Like seriously, can we talk about that car he was driving? <laughs> Man, that thing was tearing through the restaurant that the the young family was staying in. But the windshield of that car pristine speaking of him though uh sub-zero sub-zero and the sub-zero and the scorpion fights both times are the best part of the movie yes um, and scorpion and sub-zero are the best characters hands down um because yes. you you felt for scorpion you felt for his plight and then like sub-zero was this like scary intimidating figure which he like it, 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 and that emulates the plane and gets him in the game because fucking people cheat when they freeze you and then low sweep <laughs> and they do it over and fucking over again freeze you low sweep freeze you low sweep like he's a scary fucking character so like that was emulated here he kind of came through and I don't know if you want to we'll talk about it more if you, I don't know if you're gonna get into like the actors or um, but I love the actor who played him I've seen his ass he's from uh, the Raid franchise I think yeah uh, Joe Taslam Taslam yeah He's also in uh, Warrior, where I get to see his ass. So that's, that's always. A... Is it a nice I, ass? I guess. Oh yeah. Um... Is it firm? Is it firm? Oh, oh my god! This guy is fucking stacked. Like he also has a lot of shit. He's like, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I mean, not not trying to like, um, you know. No homo, but to... great ass. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like hurt no. Like I don't want to say hurt nobody's feelings, but I don't want to like, you know. I'm, it's I'm a cool. respect thing. It's a respect. Yeah, it's all about respect, and I, I I respect the man's body, but and this man is fucking jacked. He has muscles in places that I didn't know that muscles go. I was like, how you get that? Like, you know, you got the shoulder muscle and he got your shoulder, but he has like a muscle in between it. He's jacked. He was great in this. Um, I want him back. Like, I want more of him. Like, he's great. And other than that, was- like, those were the only characters really I liked. Raiden was a disappointment. K- oh, Kano. Fuck. Kano was the best part of the whole movie. Um, yeah. I hate his I hate his power shit, but other than that, like, he was great. Great character. I love how uh, uh, Cole Young... Oh, I unlocked my power because I had to protect my family. Jax, I unlocked my power because I had to save my friend. Sonya Blade, oh, I unlocked my power because I finally defeated this great enemy. Kano, I unlocked my power because I really fucking wanted an egg. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, cut! Give me a fucking egg roll! <laughs> Not gonna lie, that that's probably my favorite scene in the movie just because of how oh, it is. It, it, it is fucking ridiculous that this is in a movie that's taking itself so goddamn seriously and it's the campiest scene in the whole movie and I wish there was more campiness like that. Yeah. Uh, All right, Joe V. Go ahead and rant. (sighs) This was probably one of the most boring blockbusters I've ever seen in my life. Um, I have watched this twice now on HBO Max and every time they get to the temple, I just check out. Because that is when the movie just comes to a complete standstill and gets, it does not get anywhere as interesting as those first 15 minutes. Well, I'm going to take that back. The the egg roll scene is not my favorite scene. My favorite scene is those first 15 minutes because it sets. I think that's everyone's favorite scene. It sets up a really compelling story between two characters within like 10, 15 minutes. And then it just. Pulls the carpet right out from underneath you and gives you Cole Young. You want Scorpion? You want Sub-Zero? Fuck that noise! We got this new guy we want to introduce! It might just be because I've seen a ton of action movies. It might also just be because I've seen a lot of blockbusters. I just found it really, really fucking boring. And were you just generally unimpressed with the fighting scenes in general? More often than not, yeah. 
Okay. Like to be fair, there, there is some fun gore in this, in places. Like more specifically, when uh, Kung Lao gets to use his uh, his famous saw hat. That was like stand out when he sawed what's her name in half. Nitara. That shit ruled. That, that did rule. Thank um, you. But yeah, other than that, no. Like I, I just could not give a shit about the rest of the movie. But there That's was fair. There was nothing to engage me, and it's like the more that I think about how boring it is, the more I hate it. Yeah, I really think uh, it generally a lot of people's uh, maybe with the exception of Ed, but I know a lot of people their enjoyment of the movie is really how they like the characters outside of Kano, Scorpion, Sub Zero. It's really do you like Jax? Do you like Sonya? Do you like Cole at all? And um, yeah, it seems like if you like the movie, you generally like those characters. If you don't like the movie, you generally aren't really into those characters. Um, is what is the general trend I've noticed now yeah, for me overall I, I like I said I did enjoy the movie because like I said I'm one of like seven people on the planet that like Cole Young um, <laughs> I'm like one of seven people on the entire planet that liked his character at all thanks uh, but I liked all of them I thought it was a nice ensemble cast a diverse ensemble cast which you know that that is cool to see there's some really good uh, Asian representation in this yes which I actually heard that's part of the reason why they didn't go with a Johnny Cage lead because they didn't want the lead to be a white guy in a movie that they were also trying to do Asian representation with and that's fair so the, the female lead I guess going off what you've been saying um, I, I think this you could call this a fan service movie sort of like, if you know the characters before you go in, you're probably going to get more out of it than if this is your first introduce, introduction to them. Like, if you don't know who Scorpion and Sub-Zero are, you'll probably be like, this is a cool fight, I guess. I don't really care, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. But I think knowing those characters, you're kind of like, yeah, this is cool. I'm, I'm going to say so. this, Tim, as a fan of the uh, of the game's... <laughs> It did not work for me. <laughs> this, I, uh, this, this failed as a fan service movie. That's fair. I have an interesting thing to build off of that because you actually just reminded me of one of the comparisons I kind of wanted to make in my head. Okay. I have been an on and off again Mortal Kombat fan. I haven't played many of the games, but I'm kind of aware of the lore in a general sense. So in a weird way, my enjoyment of this movie, it's it seems to be almost made for people who know enough about the lore that they'll kind of get the gist of these characters, but not enough to understand that they got it wrong in some ways. Um, (laughs) There was another blockbuster that came out about five, four years ago that had a very similar type of thing for me. Cause I am like one of five people on the planet that kind of liked the dark tower movie (laughs) because that movie was like generally perfectly designed for people that kind of understood the plot of the books, but didn't know it in depth enough to understand what was wrong. And that's I'm I'm in that realm with the Dark Tower books. So I kind of like the Dark Tower movie because of that. And I think the Mortal Kombat movie is the same way. I thought you were going to say Warcraft for a second, but that that is a Warcraft movie. You know what? Forgot that came out. That's fair. One of the orcs from the Warcraft movie was in this. (laughs) They did my boy girl dirty. They did my boy dirty. This is the disgusting act. Disgraceful, disrespectful. Even though I generally like that scene for Cole's arc, why the hell did it have to be Goro? Make it, you know what it should have fucking been? It should have been Baraka. Oh. Because of the blades. That would have been a cooler fight, too. That yeah. would have been a cooler fight. I, and I and they wouldn't disrespect my boy Goro. I think um, I think that they're saving Baraka for... Because like he has, like uh, in the games, he has like very extended lore. You're right, yeah. He's extended lore way more than Goro. Like Goro's like lore is that he's a 
big guy. Like, he's, he's a badass. Like well, he's one of this like half dragon clan, and like he's taken over, and he's like the champion of Shao Kahn, and he dies, comes back. Like that's his. Like it's not very in depth. Baraka's is a lot more in depth with like uh, kind of Game of Thrones esque like backstabbing and and a lot of that. So maybe, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to do that, but maybe they try to save it for that. I don't know. Tanner. You were saying that uh, this movie did Goro disservice, which I agree with. As a reptile fan, oh, oh man. don't even get me started! Don't even get me started! I, I, I didn't even realize forgot. I didn't even realize that was supposed I, to be reptile. I fucking forgot that reptile was in this shit. <laughs> it was like frustrating because that's when Kano did the cool heart thing, but then it's like they what the fuck? Reptiles are human, kind of. He looks like a human. Reptiles that's cool. Yeah. He can turn invisible. Well, damn it. I mean, they've gone away from that with reptile. Like reptiles, like yeah, I hate it there too. <laughs> I mean, they made it where he's looked more um, creature esque, unless yeah, human-like. but he still looks. He doesn't. I don't know what the fuck this was. Is what I'm saying. It looked like an alligator on legs. <laughs> oh god, he's from Florida. If you go behind the Hollywood sign in Hollywood, there's like a little bulletin board of film rules, and one of them is that you can't represent reptile as a cool character in a Mortal Kombat feature film. He has to be dumb. He had the best fight in the first Mortal Kombat movie with Luke Kang. Do you remember what that creature looked like? I watched that movie this morning. The 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 CGI on Reptile before he was thrown into the Outworld statue. <laughs> Ed, Ed walks away. <laughs> I was I was gonna say that Reptile in this movie looked like a really crappy version of Kurt Connors, aka the Lizard from The Amazing Spider-Man. But yeah, generally, I thought the CGI again, except for Jax's arms. I thought Jax's arms looked great. I thought the CGI was kind of bad. It was bad in a lot of places. I mean, the CGI blood was fine, but CGI blood is like hard to fuck up now. But I thought the CG, like Goro, I it seemed like they weren't finished doing the lighting on him, which is weird because they shot this in September of 2019. They've had a, a while to. You know, for fifty million dollars, this makes no fucking sense. District Nine costs thirty million dollars. This is right. why you don't hire a first-time director to do a big ass IP. Deadpool costs sixty million. All okay. right, so let's just go over this quickly because again, we've been kind of alluding to it the entire podcast. It's not the first Mortal Kombat movie. There were two in the '90s, and specifically, I want to uh, call back to the 1995 Mortal Kombat. Paul W. S. Anderson's, I think, directorial debut. Jovi, am I wrong? He directed something beforehand. It's some British movie about cars crashing into places. He became the fucking video game movie guy for like 20 years. So, Mortal Kombat's his directorial debut now. I am God. I declare it to be so. So, Ed, what did you compared to the 1995 movie? Just what do you think of the 95 movie? I guess just really briefly, and how does it compare to the new one? Um, I, I loved it as a kid. Like when everybody said that all, all video game movies sucked, I was all I was always like, except for Mortal Kombat, right? It's always um, except for Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat was great. The the what what that movie had that this one didn't was that there was like a group dynamic and a family dynamic between Luke Kane, um, Sonya, and Johnny Cage. Um, they felt like a team. Um, they they had their own uh, reasons for doing what they were doing. It looked really great. I didn't. I only thing I really didn't like was like Raiden's whitewashing. Um, but the guy who played Raiden was still good too. Like some of the most memorable stuff about that is is him. He's probably the best actor in that movie. Which compared to the new one, where Raiden sucks. Yeah, <laughs> didn't really. He didn't even do anything. Like this guy, like he's a guy. And this guy's like completely breaking the rules. I can't interfere. <laughs> yeah, but this guy is clearly breaking the fucking rules by killing the champions before the tournament starts, and it's like, 
No, nah, man, we got to play fair. Oh, my God, he's a Democrat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's clearly breaking the rules. It's like, intervene, do something. Raid is just like, when they go low, we go high. God. And it's like, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> now you got Cole Young. You, didn't now you need got Cole, Cole Young. Young. Cole Young's your best hope. <laughs> you probably had somebody better. Joe Biden's your best hope. Joe <laughs> Biden is Cole Young. It's oh a metaphor God. for the Iraq War. Oh my God. Um, but real quick, uh, the, the only thing I really had to say is that like they did Goro so much better than the other one where they had less budget and less technology. And they did that because they showed, like, it was like an animatronic suit that they, like, barely moved. But they saw him kicking ass only by dudes just doing flips over and over. <laughs> like, like that was just them just flipping. And it's like, because, like, it was like, oh, Goro beat that guy. He flipped. And then he killed that the other black guy, the, other, the only black representation in that movie, too. You know what I'm saying? But, um... Yeah, did that, and, like, Johnny Cage had to resort to punching this motherfucker in the nuts just to beat him. So... <laughs> they had to be uh, creative with their filmmaking when they shot yeah. Goro. And that that's what yeah. made him stand out compared to uh, this new one where you can just see him full-bodied, just doing unimpressive shit and just looking terrible. I would have liked this more and more if we saw Goro's dick. Anyway, uh, oh, Austin, God. same question about the 90s movie compared to this one, yada, yada. I rewatched the 90s movie this morning to check if it was still fun compared to this one. It was a lot better. I liked having three main characters that were all likable. They had this weird 90s shit where they were constantly, like, setting up and making jokes with each other. Do I look like your secretary? Do I look like your travel agent? Fine. Even if they are, like, kind of dated now. Like, uh, there's that whole, like, Sonya's a damsel in distress at the end and Raiden is white for some reason. That's, you know, not quite how they do it these days. But it generally had the sense of scope that I wanted out of a Mortal Kombat movie. It felt like a big adventure. And uh, I, I, I still kind of like it more than this movie. It's just like Tim said in the beginning. Uh, it was limited by the PG-13 rating. Who's fucking idea was it to make a pg-13 mortal kombat movie because that's the only thing wrong with it it was me john new line cinema larry kasanoff <laughs> thank you for making boogie nights <laughs> and you know who made sonia a damsel in distress that was sexist todd <laughs> not him he strikes again joe v uh for you actually i'm gonna ask a slightly different question because i know you want to talk about it talk about your thing with annihilation so, believe it or not, I have a very hot take here. I actually enjoy Annihilation over this new one. What the fuck? Here's, here, here's the thing. Here, let me elaborate. Let me elaborate on this. Ed's leaving! Ed's, Ed's gone. gone! He's gone! <laughs> He's just like, tap out! Tap out! Tap out! <laughs> All right. So, so let me elaborate. This is going to be my big hot take for this. Annihilation is a terrible movie. That being said, I had so much more fun rewatching that than I did rewatch, well, watching for the first time and then rewatching for a second time to take half a page of fucking notes for the new one. Because here's the thing. Yeah, no, it's terrible, but I'm laughing at how bad it is. I'm laughing at how intentionally, like, intentionally and unintentionally funny it is because the intentional moments of humor are so bad that you can't help but laugh. But then all of the unintentionally funny stuff is fucking hilarious. Um, like, you cannot look look at me with a straight face and tell me that uh, Scorpion screaming, Suckers! is not funny. Oh. Suckers! 
that, that, that shit's hilarious. The, the effects are so bad that they're laughing. I am laughing that entire movie because it's just such a fundamentally, like, terribly made movie that you cannot help but, like, laugh that this fucking exists on planet Earth compared to the new one where I'm just bored, that, like, That's, throughout yeah. most of that movie. Entertainment-wise, I found Annihilation far better. Now, now budget-wise, oh, th- this new one beats that by, like, a mile. <laughs> Can you believe that Annihilation had $10 million more million of budget than the original? How Wait, wild what? is that? What? Annihilation cost $30 million. Mortal Kombat 1 cost $20 million. So, I- I'm glad you feel that way about Annihilation, but too bad you will die. <laughs> and, and that's still hilarious. That is the funniest um, part of the movie. Too bad you will die. I'll, I'll even say this. Um, if we're going to talk about live action adaptations of Mortal Kombat being better than this new movie, I would highly recommend everyone watch the 1999 one series uh, television show, the camp classic Mortal Kombat Conquest, which is the cheat it's probably the cheesiest show from the 90s ever like ever conceived like it is like 100 percent of the time over the top the sets are goofy it's like right it's like star trek corny at times but it's also like super horny and super god i i don't know how to describe it also that show has quan chi and that actor adani maropis uh i know the guy Please come on the show sometime. Let's just sum it up with it's magical. It is magical. It is one of the best things I've ever seen in my life as far as like cheesy, bad 90s shows goes. Watch it. It's on HBO Max. Adani, come on the show. Tim, 90s movie thoughts compared to this one, yada, yada. So like Austin, I rewatched that last night. And I, 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 like I had said before, I enjoy elements of this one and I enjoy elements of the new one. Um, I think this one has a better overall uh, tone, better atmosphere. I think it matches with the tone of the games more so. And it's more fun. Um, The fight between Johnny Cage and Scorpion and hell is just amazing. It is it's it's so good. It's it's exactly what I want out of a Mortal Kombat movie. Just cheesy fights in hell with speed metal in the background that look like they're shot like a Power Rangers movie. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, and then Annihilation looks like a Showtime movie. It's weird and dumb. Um, and then I also watched the movie from last year, the animated movie Scorpion's Revenge, which is amazing. That one's pretty neat. I like that one a lot. That's probably the best like non-video game Mortal Kombat um, property, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. it's, pro- it's I, probably easily the best Mortal Kombat movie, honestly, if yeah. you want to get down, I, right down to it. I, I think, yeah, like, like I, I put on, I, I did my review on uh, Letterboxd earlier, and like I basically put, it looks a little too much like a DC movie, which is understandable because it's the same studio, but like it's, 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 really fun it gets the characters and the gore is awesome yeah that that one's real cool i would definitely recommend checking that one out on habo max the best mortal Kombat live action thing i've ever seen is cooking with scorpion this week on cooking with scorpion learn about chopping 
<laughs> yes. All right. I, I don't have a ton to say because uh, I didn't really get into the 90s movie until I was an adult, but I generally think the 90s movie is a lot more fun, inventive, creative than this one, even though I did generally enjoy this one. I do think the original movie is a lot better. And more importantly, I think the original movie had a significantly better soundtrack because this is something I wanted to bring up, but I forgot to. Uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie is the first movie I can think of in a long time where it had an actively bad soundtrack and score. Because usually there's two types of scores for me. There are good scores, and then there are scores that are just not memorable and I forget. This one was actively bad, where there would be scenes where I thought the score was actively distracting. Not a problem in the original 90s movie, though, because it's... You know, great theme. So, similar to the Shrek podcast, I just have a quick few pieces of trivia I just want to throw at you because I think it's fun. Um, a couple of them are Joe Taslam related. Uh, fun fact, Joe Taslam said his son is the reason why he did Sub-Zero. So I asked my kid, hey, which character do you think good for me if I'm in the Mortal Kombat? I said, which one do you think that fits me? You kind of look like the character in a game, Sub-Zero in a game. Classic story of like a, a procedures actor of some kind doing a video game movie. Because... It's like when, uh, when Tom Hardy played Venom. Michael Douglas played um, Hank Pym. No, Raul Julia did M. Bison because he wanted to make a movie for his kids before he died. Uh, and this is just continuing the great tradition of video game movie characters being played by actors who are like, oh, my kid wanted me to do it. Since you said something about Street Fighter, like, this is still better than Street Fighter's only movie they ever got. The shit so... I took two hours ago was better than the Street Fighter movie. <laughs> I mean, I, I, so I grew up as a kid, right? And, like, it was always, like, Sega versus Nintendo. It was Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. It, you know, so it's, the same, it's the same thing we do now with, like, Xbox versus PlayStation. And, like... I, I will say that Mortal Kombat has stand, stood the test of time and has reigned supreme over Street Fighter. I, I would I, agree. That's all I want. I just want to let that be known for for everyone on the internet. That's it. Uh, Simon McQuaid had to ask Joe Taslam to uh, slow down during the fighting scenes because he was moving too fast for the camera to properly register it. Joe was so fast, they had to ask him to slow it down for the camera. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, which is just, he's, he's so you know, good. That's amazing. Incredible. Classic Bruce uh, when, Lee shit. Austin sort of uh, tapped into this earlier. This film was initially rated NC-17 when they submitted it to the MPAA. Um, They had to cut it down heavily to get the R rating. Uh, Louis Tan said that the fact when he was filming the fatalities during the movie, he said they actually made him sick on set some days. Good. Good. Where's that Um, movie? uh, (laughs) On Blu-ray in three years. I don't know. I read that, um, yeah, it's... Number one at the box office release was opening weekend. Number two was the Demon Slayer movie of all things. I, I love that it's neck and neck between big budget uh, fucking blockbuster movie and anime movie. <laughs> James Wan was a producer on this movie. Cool. I love James Wan. Just wanted to say that. Shout out to Saul. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is that there was a character in this film from the games that was later axed in one of the last drafts. Oh boy. In this draft, there was a character named Rain that was axed at the last second, similarly to how Rain was supposed to be on this podcast, but then we forgot to coordinate with him. So, you know, reality reflects art. I just wanted to throw a couple of things there at you guys. Uh, Does anyone else have anything else they want to say about Mortal Kombat 2021? At the end of the day, it's still a fun movie. I I wish the fights would have been better. Um, The soundtrack could have been better. The characters could have been better. But, like, I think that the bar is so low right now for movies. 
It literally is. It's so low. Like I, I didn't even watch anything that was nominated for Oscars this year. That's how low it was. But it's just a fun movie. And I really hope, like, if the next one, the next one for, I don't know if there's any anime fans out there, but the next one just needs to be a tournament arc. Just the whole way through. Tournament yes. arc, tournament arc. I love tournament I love that they sure. made a Mortal Kombat movie about stopping Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> it's the plot of the movie. It's the, uh, it's the last Jedi of uh, video game Mortal Kombat movies. Luke, except it's Scorpion. I will not be the last Mortal Kombat. If you want a good nap, put the movie on. It's on HBO Max until, like, sometime in May. Thank you guys for watching this, if you're watching on YouTube, or if you're listening on any of the various platforms we're on, like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor, etc. Uh, thank you for listening. If you're listening, make sure you follow, leave a review if you're listening. And if you're watching, make sure you like the video, comment, what did you think about the Mortal Kombat movie? Did you like it all? Do you also think it's shit? Please make me feel not alone in liking Cole Young. Um, so make sure you comment, like, subscribe. If you're not subscribed to us already, hit the bell icon so you know when we upload videos. Overall, thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys next time. Peace, bitches.